Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots of things happening in the world today. Is uh, Well, some good news. If you haven't heard the news, uh, Canadian Pacific has come to an agreement, so hopefully soon we'll see those rail cars moving. And I know that was talked about a little bit yesterday in the ag trade. As for today, though, what are some factors that we're looking at on these markets? No surprise. We're going to talk about what's happening with Ukraine, especially with any of that old crop shipments that are out there and what's going to happen with planting this spring. And at this point, is there and will there continue to be concerns about dry conditions in the Corn Belt? We know that folks are getting some very much needed welcome moisture over the last 24 hours to continue um, into tomorrow. But having said that, it's not going to fix it by any means. Lots to take a look at today as Jeff Peterson joins me. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. So interesting marketing day uh, once again, Jeff. What did you see as some of the major uh, market movers for what we had in the trade? You know, it is interesting, and the volatility, you know, just been tremendous um, as we sit and look back, you know, really for latter latter days in February as we came in the first few days of uh, of March. But uh, some of the major things, as you would imagine, that make the list, you know, the Russian-Ukraine war, but in particular, you know, what uh, what's the movement look like in those old crop bushels? We're going to talk about that. And then also, how does it look for them to get crops planted as they come into, you know, their planting window just like what we are? We continue to see discussions out there, and it's getting more and more focused on, you know, the U.S. acres, uh, which we'll talk more about that report in a little bit. And then also, um, you know, just the U.S. weather. And then how is demand holding up overall? And, you know, those are some of the major things that are actually the market's focusing on right now, Susan. All right. So let's take a look, um, starting out with what's going on with old crop shipments of grain going out of Ukraine. Is there anything moving really at this point? Yeah, that's a great point, you know, and, and we dig in, we take take a look at Ukraine, you know, they're, they're such an important part, and we really, our hearts and prayers and thoughts and prayers go out to the Ukrainian people and continue to pray for them, and, and as you dig into that country, you know, they're so important to just world agriculture, uh, you know, they make up about 18% of the barley exports, and, and they have about 16% of the, the corn exports, so you think about that USDA, um, prior to them making any adjustments, had them plugged in at they export about 1.3 billion bushels of corn, and you know it's a sizable amount. They still have about 550 million bushels that's within the country. There's probably about 250 million bushels a week yet. And as you dig deeper into that, you'd say, okay, is there much moving? Well, 95% of their exports generally would go out of their ports along the Black Sea, um, but you know there isn't anything moving there. So they have started sending some stuff out by rail. Um, it's not really efficient. They probably should move 10 to maybe 15 times more than what they are moving had they you know, been able to ship down to the ports as, as opposed to them going out by rail. You know, how long will Russia allow that to happen? By What I mean by that is that will they you know, bomb some of those rail lines or not? We don't know. But so far there is some stuff moving. One of the challenges that happens when they move stuff out by rail is that the rail that they have is a different gauge or different width than what there is over in Europe as they send that into Poland and different countries along there. Uh, the, you know, on their western border. So as a result, you have to have transloading or switching it, you know, to other trains as you're physically getting to the borders. So that's slowing up the movement. So yeah, there isn't a, a lot of movement out and, and the world needs those bushels. Uh, so, you know, that's what's been giving some volatility to this market, Susan. And, and you look at, uh, the thoughts and we've had some, some conversations about spring planting and what the possibilities are. And is it slim? Is it none? Is it, you know, we just don't know what's going to happen for their crop? Yeah, there's so many different factors to that. So let's just kind <clears> of <throat> start stepping into it. So I had an opportunity to listen to a call 
um, a Zoom call uh, last week on Wednesday, and it had a number of um, grain buyers on it. It also had a number of farmers and, and also some retailers on it. And the general theme, walking away, so this is from Boots on the Ground information we're hearing, is that uh, the retailers believe that they have enough fertilizer, chemicals, and seed to be able to get the crop planted. Challenge is it isn't to the farm, and, and that's a tough challenge. The farmers have some of it, but they don't have all of it by no means. But the bigger challenges that we heard actually came back to you know the diesel fuel. And so you think about diesel fuel, uh, huge demand for that traditionally, and especially as we're coming into this time of year for them. Uh, they normally would get that out of Belarus. They'd also get it out of Russia uh, as a result of the war. They're, they're going to have to pull it out of Europe instead. And so a lot of their traditional ways in which they get it, you know, it broke down. So logistics is a huge issue. The other thing that you look at there is that physically, well, if diesel fuel, the Russian soldiers, they need that diesel fuel too. So unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is that if it can't be stolen from them, then it wants to be, you know, the Russians want to destroy it. So you've got that challenge in there. Um, what we're hearing is that they've got about 20% of the diesel that they need to plant this spring crop. So that's, that's a big challenge. So the market definitely is factoring in some reduction in uh, a production, but, you know, could it be a lot of people are talking 25, 30% reduction? You know, could it be something, you know, um, much more than that? Could it be 70 to 75%? All those are possibilities. The other thing that we're hearing, though, is that uh, credit's a little bit of a concern. You know, obviously banks have to assess what they're going to give out for money and, and are they going to get that money back? The other concern with that is the fact that there's a lot of grain on the farm yet, and as part of that 550 to 580 million bushels, and those bushels, uh, you know, they haven't been able to convert that to cash, so there's been a lot more demand of the retailers trying to come up with some type of way to finance. So we've got diesel fuel and money could be a couple of the big issues, not to mention getting ultimately, you know, that, that seed and everything to to the farmers. And, and another note that could get interesting is that, there's, there's the concern about getting stuff there for this year's crop, but then some of the concern is, okay, what about next year's seed crop if we don't get a lot planted? Now, they'll have some leftover seed, of course, but uh, you know, there's a lot of aspects to this, Susan, that we're going to have to keep a close eye on going forward. We're going to continue this conversation because I had done some reading and some things that the Ag Minister was, was suggesting to folks in Ukraine. We'll talk more about that when we come back and also look what's happening weather-wise here and the concerns about the dry conditions and the USDA's NAS did send out some uh, crop development estimates for wheat. We'll kind of talk more on, on what's happening with all this dryness. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we understand there could be some tough decisions this spring when choosing seed for your farm. Fontenelle still has a good selection of Extendiflex soybeans with triple stack tolerance to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate to handle your toughest weeds. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer about ExtendFlex soybeans and ask about our locally proven corn hybrids too. Always follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label. Chertok Ranch will be selling 200 Angus and Charlotte. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Jeff Peterson. Jeff, of course, with Heartland Farm Partners. We left off kind of talking about Ukraine, and, and earlier this, I mean, I know today's only Tuesday, so it must have been Sunday, I was reading that the ag minister in Ukraine was highly suggesting not to plant corn this year, 
but to do more of the cereal, cereal grains. So there was some guaranteed um, food possibilities within the country. That does not mean by any means a world food shortage, but it does mean they're looking out for their own own people at this point. Yeah, that, that's uh, you know that's actually really good to hear. You know, over on the wheat side, uh, we think of them as a big wheat exporter. Twelve uh, percent of the exports, you know, uh, making up that ultimately ship uh, here within the U.S. Um, about ninety percent of that is a hard red winter wheat, and so they they've got some of that winter wheat crop that's planted. There's some concern about that. We, you know, how much fertilizer will they have to put on that, and how it'll be top dressed and everything, and. But uh, you're exactly right. They also like to plant, you know, some of the spring wheat, and and they are going to have to decide there. They've got some old crop wheat stocks yet that can be used for feed, but they're they're going to have to make some hard decisions. And uh, it, you know, it's it's such an unfortunate event, Susan. It definitely is, and and it's not just the struggles within that we're seeing the Russia-Ukraine situation. Globally, there has been some weather concerns uh, here in the U.S. I mean, we've got some definite drought issues, though the recent rains we're getting is definitely going to be a big help. But um, looking at the state of Kansas, um, their topsoil moisture is sitting at 33% short, 31% very short, and subsoil at 32% very short and 40% short. There's no surplus of subsoil moisture right now in the state of Kansas. That's got to not bode well for this winter wheat crop. Oh, it's a big concern, and you're exactly right. And so it's fortunate in the areas that have picked up some rain. We know that they're going to need to pick up a lot more yet. But it's something that the market's got a very close eye on, especially as the strong need is as you take some of the world exporters you know, out of the mix. And, and the thing that was interesting about that, Susan, is we go back uh, anytime we start talking about just the tightness in global stocks, we always like to go back to that stocks-to-use ratio where we take that ending stock number divided by total demand. And what's interesting, we probably don't talk about this enough, is that as you look at the world exporters, so just the countries that are exporting wheat, um, we're setting at a record tightness. Or we, to say that in another way, Susan, we were setting at a record tightness on stocks-to-use percentage prior to actually this event happening, the war happening between Russia and Ukraine. So now when you take out to the Ukraine out of the mix, and, and I know that Russia is actually moving some wheat out of the Black Sea, so they are moving some, but the question becomes because of sanctions, how much will move and where will it go? Um, the big thing we run into is that just tightens up that balance sheet, uh, you know, for that, for the world wheat crop, so. Having said that, as, as we look beyond that, are there any expectations? We kind of forget with everything else that's been happening in the world. We kind of forget that we have other reports and other things happening within these grain markets, including uh, what we're going to see in the quarterly stocks report or even the prospective planning report. And those are coming out next week. Yeah, they are coming out next week. You're, you're exactly right. They've been overshadowed. And, you know, as we start digging in the numbers and start looking at what the expectations are, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be an over, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises out there. I, I think that the concerning part out there is that we've got a tightness in a lot of the different crops out there. So as a result, you know, there's strong demand for cotton, going to be strong demand for soybeans and for corn and, and for wheat. And so, you know, I, in Nebraska, can there be some adjustments and, and will we see acres shift? We do. Overall, we think acres will probably be down a couple million acres on the corn side from last year. We kind of think that, uh, you know, soybeans will be up uh, maybe million, million and a half. The challenging part as you look out there, though, gets to be there, there probably just isn't enough acres that can get pulled back in. We know there's about 1.7 million more acres of CRP. Some of the talk out there gets to be maybe some individuals will 
you know, take some stuff out of CRP, but in order to do that, they, you know, they have to pay back whatever they physically have collected on that uh, CRP payment. And then as we, as we look out there and in certain areas, um, you know, we look at prevent plant, we know there'll be prevent plant every, everywhere, but as we look at it, there might be a few more acres of prevent plant out there than there was last year as we move up into parts of the North Dakota. Um, even though they, they were really dry, they're much better safe this year. They'll still take more rain, but we know we could pick up some, some acres up there, and that takes away from the overall planning. We know as we move down in the delta, there could be a little bit, and we got to keep a close eye on that Ohio River Valley because even though we're sitting here really dry in the western Corn Belt, you know, the eastern Corn Belt and pockets is probably a little bit too wet. Which is crazy to think as we, we can sit, continue to see the struggles going on. Real quick, do we see any uh, setbacks or major setbacks for these grain prices as we go forward? Yeah, we sure can. we got to be careful of a few things. Um, you know, our biggest concern and what could do that is that do we see any type of sanctions go on China? So we got to keep a close eye on that um, just because we know that if uh, we think that China's working with Russia, then there could be some type of sanctions. So keep an eye on that, Susan. Good things to know. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com where you can sign up for some of our free daily commentary delivered by text or email or follow me on Twitter at JeffPeterson01. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.